It steals our attention, our time, money, attitude, headspace. Comparison tries to steal a little bit of everything. It's hard to live the lives we crave when everyone else's seems so much sweeter. But what if God had more in mind for us? Let's talk about comparison, the thief of everything. Well, if you have your Bible or the YouVersion app on your phone, just go ahead and get it out now because we're going to get right into it, um, into Scripture, that is. And I want us to get into the habit of actually interacting with Scripture. And so this is a great chance to do that. We're going to be in the Old Testament book of 1 Samuel, and we're going to be in chapter 18. I'm going to give you some time to get there. And while you're getting there, I'll set it up for us. So again, 1 Samuel chapter 18. Um, If you've spent any time in church, you probably are familiar with the story of David and Goliath, right? Yeah? Well, we are not going to be talking about David and Goliath this morning. Um, That's in 1 Samuel chapter 17, though. It's the chapter just before where we'll be. So if you want to go and read that, you totally can, and you totally should, because it's an awesome story, but it's a part of a larger story that we're kind of going to be in this morning. So um, if you don't know much about David, the person David, He was essentially this unknown shepherd boy who unexpectedly rose to become one of the most famous kings of all time. He became the king of Israel, and uh, and beforehand, he was just basically a nobody. But in between David's time as a shepherd, when he was a nobody, and whenever he was a, a king of Israel, one of the most famous of all time, like I said, he worked for a guy named Saul. Saul was the current king of Israel at the time and was kind of the reason why David became who David became. Saul was, just to paint the picture, Saul was tall and it rhymes. And Saul also was strong and he was powerful and he was a great warrior and he was well respected and he was loved by everybody and he was um, just a person with great accomplishments who was held in well regard, right? He had it all. And now after David killed Goliath and he won the war for Israel, Saul saw David and was like, there's something special in this kid. So he promoted him to a leader in the army and he continued to give David more opportunities and uh, and he kept him around and it was chill. It was kind of like one of those things where it's like when you've been trusted with little or you've been faithful with little, you will be trusted with much, right? And so Saul and David kind of developed this relationship and a friendship and it was good. And I I was reading this and I was kind of thinking, I bet we've all had relationships similar to this in a way. Like you met somebody, you had some things in common, or like you, there were things about them that were appealing. Like you liked them, like you seemed dope, like you're, you're cool. And they thought the same about you. And so you, you made, you were friends with each other and you kind of made a good team and you're, it's chill. And in 1 Samuel chapter 18, we should all be there by now, starting in verse five, the prophet writes this, Whatever mission Saul sent him on, David, um, David was successful. And so Saul gave him a rank in the army, and this pleased the troops and Saul's officers as well. So everything was going well until it wasn't. The next verses say this, when the men were returning home after David had killed the Philistine, the women came out of their, of their towns of Israel to meet King Saul with singing and dancing. And Saul's like, yes. 
Everyone, he's used to this. He's like used to getting all the praise and the accolades. He's used to being the boss. He's the king. And he's like, they're going to sing and dance and praise me for all that I'm doing and stuff, right? And with joyful songs, with trembles, they were like, I don't know how to pronounce it, trembles maybe. Um, If you know, help me out. But it was kind of like a tambourine. It was this instrument like a tambourine. And and lyres, which lyres were like a stringed instrument, kind of like a harp. And these people were dancing and they sang, Saul has slain his thousands. And Saul's like, yeah. And they're like, but David has slain his tens of thousands. And Saul's like, wait, hold on, what? Like, like everyone was hyping Saul up. But they started hyping David up a little bit more. He had done a little bit more and he was kind of starting, the popularity table was starting to flip. So if I'm Saul in this situation, I'm kind of thinking, well, like, this sucks. I'm used to being the man. I'm used to being the one. This fool wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for me. And maybe you know this feeling. Like, maybe there's somebody that you introduced to TikTok and you, like, showed them the app. You're like, you should get on it. And you've just been posting videos for Evsies. And then they suddenly get, like, three viral videos for no reason, and they have like 10 times more followers than you out of nowhere. And you're like, wait a minute. Like, why is everyone all about this person? They wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for me. Maybe you used to be like the one in your friend group until you brought freaking Ashley around and everybody likes her (laughs) more. Maybe UT was like your dream school and your sister got in, but you're not going to. You just know. You're like, I just know. Maybe someone, maybe you used to be the the funniest, the strongest, the fastest, the smartest, whatever, and someone is coming in now and stealing all of your thunder. That totally happens. Maybe it's someone you don't even know. You just kind of wish you were them, low-key. But speaking of thunder, who's seen Thor? Like any of the Thor movies? It's okay to admit it. I know it's church. It's like, that's not like sorcery or witchcraft. You can say it. if not, kind of like a sub-theme in, in the movie, in like the Thor movies, is there's this tension between the two brothers, Thor and Loki. And Loki is played by Tom Hiddleston, and he's like this awesome actor who does a great job of showing that part of Loki is, is torn between good and evil. And almost all of Loki's issues are personified in a struggle with this single person, his older brother, Thor, the god of thunder. And at the core, the problem is simple. Loki is jealous. And I mean, can you blame him? Look at the look at the veins. Like, how do you even... I can see the six-pack, and he's wearing like three layers of leather. That's how you know. But Loki... <laughs> Loki... Was just stuck being this younger brother who could never quite seem to measure up, and his jealousy took him to a lot of negative places. Why do I mention that? Why do I mention that? Well, it's because the same thing happened to Saul and David, if we were to read on, and I think the same thing happens to us all of the time, whether we even really realize it or not. See, when this shepherd boy slash warrior, David, started getting all of the attention, we read in 1 Samuel 18, now we're in verse 9, it says, from that time on, King Saul kept a close eye on David. And if you read it more and in its context, you'll start to realize it was more than just keeping a close eye on David. It was really more like 
an obsession. He, he obsessed over David, watching his every move, and it bothered him a lot that he was kind of more successful and becoming more influential in the culture. Eventually, the wheels fell off, and Saul spirals out of control, and his jealousy even led him to try to kill David. And this is what jealousy does. I mean, not leads you to want to kill somebody. At least, at least I hope not. <laughs> like, um, don't do that. But jealousy, it steals our identity because we get so wrapped up in other people that we lose sight of who we are. We're so focused on others, we don't even know ourselves anymore. It steals our identity. And this is a facet of comparison, which is why I wanted to talk about it this morning, because it steals from us. It is part of the thief of everything, comparison. And I, I wanted to, I debated on telling you this, so I'm just going to trust God with it this morning. But I struggle with jealousy. Um, but particularly in one aspect, and it's youth group. And like, here's what I mean. I'll look at other youth pastors and think like they're younger than me and cooler and they're better at their jobs too. Like they seem a lot more organized and professional. Like they know what they're doing. Maybe they have like a more robust staff or resources or facilities or something. They're just set up better. Like maybe there's a better person all around. Maybe their youth group is just better. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm just a loser. Like, and I start to believe something about me compared to someone else. You see what I mean? Do you do something like that with someone, with something? Because obviously, like, I know really quick that's not true. None of what I just said is true. And I stay grounded. Like, as soon as those thoughts enter my head, I quickly, you know, eat them out of my head because I know that what God is doing here is freaking awesome, and y'all are awesome, and we're all a part of it. And anyone who disagrees with that, or anything that disagrees with that, is just, it's a message straight from the, the, the fiery pit of hell, right? So we're, we're good. Like, um, but how good are we? How good are you at fighting off jealousy in your own life? Like just in your day to day? Because I've been doing student ministry for a little while, over a decade. And I've heard a lot of teenagers struggling with a lot of things. They'll confess and admit to me that we're struggling with something. But you know what I've really never heard anyone confess or admit to struggling with? Jealousy. No one's ever like, you know, Ren, I'm just really struggling with jealousy in my heart. Like, I've never really had anyone confess that to me because it's subtle. We don't really see it as a big deal, but it's so deceptive and destructive. It totally is a big deal. And listen, you might not have as much stuff as you want, but you still have a lot of stuff. You might not have as many friends or followers as that person or as many friends as you think you should have, but you still have friends. You might not be as talented as somebody else, but you're still very talented. You are. And similar to me and the youth group analogy thing, like anything that says otherwise is a lie. And it's from hell. No matter how much you have, someone will always have more. You have to ask yourself, who am I comparing myself to? Like, who are you comparing yourself to? Like the one or two people in the, like, if you're comparing yourself to the freaking Elon Musk and you're like, I just don't, I just don't do enough. Okay, he's insane. Like, stop comparing yourself to that person. In fact, don't compare yourself to anyone at all. Because like we said last week, God's not doing it. So why are you? Listen, you can, 
look at what other people have, or we can learn, and this is a discipline, but I think you can handle it. We can learn to appreciate what we have. You can look at what other people have, or we can appreciate what we have and say, thank you, Jesus, that I have this. Don't be like Saul. Don't be like Loki. Jealousy destroyed them. It's toxic. Don't let it happen to you. Proverbs, you can just write this down or whatever, take a picture of the screen, but Proverbs 14.30 says, a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy or jealousy rots the bones. It rots you from the inside out. The bottom line this morning is celebrating is better than comparing. And I want to kind of end with this concept. When I say celebrating is better than comparing, you can hear that and say, yeah, like instead of comparing myself to other people, I should just celebrate what I have. I should celebrate who I am and how God made me. I should, I should celebrate me instead of comparing me. And that's good. You wouldn't be wrong if you said that. Like there's nothing bad about that. And if I was talking to just middle school, I'd probably leave it right there. But I want to take it a step further and say to us and challenge us in this room to celebrate the ones that you're jealous of too. Don't just celebrate you and what God's doing in you. And say, like when you finally get to that point where you're like, you know what? I am pretty awesome and I have good things. And like, there's good people around me. And that's, that's great. It doesn't matter if I stack up to that person or whatever. Like you've, you've come very far and that's awesome. But now take it a step further and say like, good for you. I'm happy for you. I'm gonna celebrate you too. Even though you're better than me and talented more whatever than me and smarter than me, blah, blah, blah. Like stri- strive for that. Don't, don't stop. Don't give up. But still, what if Saul, what if King Saul was like, David, I'm happy for you. Let me teach you the things I've learned. And, and I'm just gonna say like, psh, high five. Good job, buddy. You're gonna do great at being king. And he just supported him and celebrated him instead of being threatened by and jealous and just killing his self-esteem, self-confidence and value and worth. What if Loki was like, good job, brother. You're going to do a fantastic job leading Asgard one day. You know what I'm saying? Who is that for you? Who can you just, you're you're jealous of. There's a type of person and there's an influencer, whomever, right? Instead of just feeling like crap about yourself, celebrate you and then celebrate them. This is how we steal back from the thief of everything. Thank you for listening to the Riverbend Youth Podcast. To learn about our mission, gatherings, and more, please follow us on Instagram at rbyouth or check out our website at riverbend.com students. If you were encouraged by this message, please subscribe, rate us, and consider sharing our channel with a friend. Available anywhere you get podcasts.